Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to Zorkcast. Today, our special guest is Tim from Points to Be Made, which is a blog based in the UK dealing with miles and points from a European perspective. Tim has a wealth of super interesting information on how to make the most of a few different programs, especially Avios. So let's get started. Tim, welcome to Zorkcast. Hi, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having me. So how are things going today? Very well, thank you. It's very cold here in Portugal as the winter is kind of in full swing, but I think there's good weather coming soon, so I'm looking forward to it. Define cold in Portugal. (laughs) It's colder than you might think, but it's about 9 or 11 degrees, but next week is forecast to be about 20 degrees, so that's kind of like moderate. Well, that sounds great. So let's let's just dive right in. Points to yeah. be made. Give me a little bit of background information about, you know, the concept behind points to be made. What inspired you to create the blog? You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. So around 2012, I was doing a research type job and it was nothing to do with air miles. It was engineering, but I was incredibly bored with it, but I wanted to transfer my skills into something where I also enjoyed the um, doing research. So air miles just seemed to be the, the way forward for me. And there were a lot of US-based blogs based on air miles, but they seem to be primarily about credit cards. And they, I can't think they still are, but the UK and the European market uh, is nothing like that at all. Credit cards do feature, but it's, you know, it's not the, the primary way to gain points. So I started my blog because I also wanted to improve my writing skills. Yeah, and just also kind of verbalize what I wanted to teach everyone about Air Miles, Avios, and things like that. And it's kind of grown into not just Avios and Air Miles, it's kind of grown into my trials and tribulations about being a digital nomad and then kind of stopping being a digital nomad and a lot of other things based around European stuff as well, especially due to Brexit. But it's not, it's not a political blog at all. It's just very much how to do things. Well, I remember you had a really good segment about like getting a second, a second UK passport and things like that, which are extremely mm-hmm. informative and interesting types of articles. So I think you sort of, you reach a little bit further than just the normal miles and points. And of course, your digital nomad experience. For people who don't know what it is, can you briefly explain what, you know, what digital nomad is? Yeah. In essence, it's someone who has the ability to work and or live wherever they want. And they're not bound to a particular workplace, either through their boss or through any other kind of obligations that they have. And so what you probably find, um, this majority of digital nomads are people without children uh, or at least school age children, but people whose jobs are things like programming, where really all you need is a laptop plus an internet connection to work. 
it's absolutely fascinating. It's something that I, I wish I would have had an opportunity to do. Maybe I'll, I'll do it at the other end of the spectrum, like as I get older instead of when I was younger. But I definitely want I, on a future episode, I would love to cover the ins and outs of Digital Nomad because, of course, it's something that sounds extremely exciting and romantic. But I'm sure that there are certain aspects of it that are not so exciting and romantic. <laughs> I can tell you all the, you know, blood, sweat and tears of it. If, if there's enough feedback from your uh, from this episode, yeah, I'd be happy to come along for a future episode. That's awesome. But getting back to our miles and points world. So what's your favorite loyalty program? Where is most of your focus in the miles and points world? For me, by far, Avios, which is the kind of conglomerate program of British Airways, Iberia, Aer Lingus, and a couple of other smaller airlines. For me, it's the favorite because of the sheer complexity of it. And it's complex enough that a lay person can just about understand what's going on with sufficient explanation. But it's also sufficiently complex that the administrators of these programs are absolutely clueless about how different partners of Avios mesh together. And sometimes you get conflicting promotions, which means that either one program awards Avios for a particular event or a, you know, a rental or a flight, or they give the Avios or give significantly better a reward than the other side of Avios. So for instance, one example was like Avis, the car rental company, uh, I don't know if it still happens now, but they used to give something like 500 Avios flat per rental if you credited the rental to uh, to Iberia. But then for something like British Airways, they would credit a certain Avios per pound spent or per dollar spent. And so you can kind of quickly see that for short, cheap rentals, it's way better to credit your Avios to Iberia. And then for longer, more expensive Avios sorry, rentals to credit to uh, British Airways. And these are the things that make this program so fascinating because it also, you know, it's not just British Airways and Iberia where you can spend the Avios. They make for super cheap redemptions for around North America, Asia, South America, and I know that they're completely vilified in the North American market because of fuel surcharges, but there are so many ways to get around that. that, that it, to me, it's just kind of an obsolete point. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I bring that point up all the time with U.S. bloggers because they constantly are talking about the YQ on, on long-haul redemptions on British Airways from the United States. And, of course, we know that is a horrible situation. Like, you just cannot collect and use Avios for for long-haul redemptions in most cases because the surcharges are just absolutely extreme. So I always mm -hmm. say to people, but there are so many other uses of Avios that if you can get off of that one point, you know, you could still find so much value, like like the intra-European flying and usage of Avios. Yeah. Which is, which well, actually, is can, I give a, can I give a specific example of... of sure, sure. So many people will be trying to, for instance, fly, let's say, North America to London on British Airways in business class, Club World. But the American Airlines flights are so much better in, in these premium cabins. But also, if you route via Spain, for instance, or any other mainland European country, there's no YQ there. And you fly a better product, and you're kind of in the heart of Europe, and obviously you're, there's the extra tight connect. Well, not connection because you have to do it in a separate ticket, but yeah, you know, it's just a simple 
kind of rerouting and then buying a separate ticket completely eliminates the YQ problem. Absolutely. It's I mean, fantastic. It, yeah, no, it is. And I think, I mean, a lot of the conversation about, you know, arbitrage and different opportunities to, to extract value from these programs are what people have to understand. And I think even, you know, the irony to me is that even though flying from the United States to Europe using Avios is not a good use of Avios because of YQ, there are still so yeah. many great opportunities for Americans to get Avios, either through credit cards, which have much higher bonuses in the United States for Avios, or even like American Express Membership Rewards Transfer, which usually has once a year, they have a stellar bonus from, you know, membership rewards to Avios, but only for U.S. American Express Membership Rewards people, which is obviously completely ironic. But so, I mean, there's <laughs> so many, I would say there are so many opportunities for Americans, especially yeah. also the award redemptions within the United States using Avios for Still flights on America. Yeah. Yeah. And the taxes are super low and it's just really great stuff. It's horses for courses. And, you know, in a day to day example, like if you're in a kitchen, you have a one knife perhaps for peeling fruit and you have a different knife for cutting meat or, you know, for butchering meat. It's the same thing for air miles. You have one program for particular type of usage and another program for you know a, a separate type of usage no makes makes perfect sense another concept is also you know valuing the efficiency of the use of your miles and considering your time and mm -hmm. travel and costs and i know you like to speak to that quite a bit which i think is very very important especially when we look at some of the scenarios in which bloggers take routings or <laughs> or circumstances which are totally unrealistic for like what I would consider the general travel population. It's kind of um I don't know if it's maybe hypocritical is too strong a word, but we're talking, you know, saving money here and there from using you know, different trickery, but it always seems to me people don't value their time enough. And so like people are doing all sorts of crazy things just to save perhaps a hundred pounds on a 2000 pounds ticket. And when you look at the, you know, the expense and hassle and also risk involved, if you, you know, for instance, if you misconnect a flight, then I just don't get <laughs> why people don't value their time more. Yeah. And it's, it's become even more clear to me now that I've kind of become a self-employed person as opposed to being an employee in, in the past. So I always say, you know, make sure you understand what the value of your own time is and also you don't have to be so strict about it, but always keep it in mind whenever you book a flight. So for instance, I'm happy to book a flight, direct flight, you know, if, if it saves me three hours and let's say a hundred pounds or maybe 150 pounds more to take a direct flight, I'm, I'm happy to pay that. And that makes perfect sense to me. And that's pretty much so the way I operate. Well, unfortunately, we are just about out of time on this what's turned out to be, to me, a fabulous episode number 64 of Zorkast. Tim, tell us where we can find you or the best ways to get in contact with you. Yeah, my website is points2bemade.com and on Twitter is ptbmade. Yeah, and on Facebook, you can search for points to be made and I'll be there. 
Perfect. Well, that's excellent. I will put all of those links in the show notes to make it easy for everyone. I wanted to thank you again for being on Zorkast, and I really want to have you back pretty soon uh, to discuss Digital Nomad, because it's something that I find absolutely fascinating. My pleasure, and yeah, uh, I'll happily accept your invitation anytime. Excellent. Well, until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.